0: We miss miss you all last week that was an unexpected absence for you and and us as well but we had the opportunity we found out the saturday before last sunday that our granddaughters were going to be baptized and we did not want to miss that and so uh, because michael berg was already scheduled to preach and thankfully i'm I'm so grateful for michael berg and for uh, uh matthew and their preaching the past couple of sundays and and those guys do a great job of unpacking the scripture. I, I, I very much enjoyed listening to them and I am encouraged when they have the opportunity. Actually, any of our guys, you know, we're the church where our elders are known to be up here and preaching. We'd love for them to have that opportunity. And a lot of you accuse me of just taking the day off. So, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. I love the fact that uh, I'm not the only one who who spends that week of diving into the scriptures and praying. Because that's a big part of it, and, and asking God to lead through the scriptures, and then to have that to be able to produce and, and bring before everybody. Uh, I'm not starting a new series, but there is a focus in the next few weeks, and it is a focus upon the church. And um, I've entitled the, the passage this, or I, the, the sermon this morning called Join the Family. And I entitled that because you all are familiar, or you should be familiar, with our. Uh, purpose as a congregation, the, kind of the heart of this congregation is that fostering the family of God. That means our focus is upon uh, our, not our kids, not our, 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 our individuals or any any one set mission or anything like that, but it's set upon what scripture calls the church to be doing. That is all of us having the opportunity to grow in Christ Jesus. It's, it's coming into maturity. And so we grow on purpose. Uh, that's our focus. And, and so there's some things that we began doing that's different and, and new. And, and this idea of joining the family, the invitation to join the family is a focus upon church membership. I have never, never preached on church membership. I have never had a class on church membership. It's something that we talk about when someone approaches it. Well, what, hey, how do we become a member? And in the past, it's been real simple. Well, uh, put your information here. The main question is, are you already connected to Christ? Or are you believing you know, believing in, in Jesus, following after him? Okay, well, you sign this paper, you're a member. <laughs> we, we have seen, and as a matter of fact, I've seen a reason for us to elevate that to put more value in this idea of being a member. And I'm gonna share that with you this morning. Um, Membership actually is a a commitment to belong. It is commitment, that word, and it's committed to belong to a particular congregation or a local congregation. It, It is belonging to some people. And I believe there's, there's great evidence within the scripture to show that. You know, I'm, I'm the guy who loves to unpack scripture like the guys did the past couple of weeks. Have a particular text that we're focused upon. But what, what passage do you go to for membership? You know, remember where Paul told the Ephesians, uh, you need to sign the membership form and commit to that body. No, it's not there. <laughs> but, there's, there's evidence that, that is throughout the scriptures that shows that committed to belonging uh, throughout. And I, I'd like to share those things with you this morning. I want to begin with Hebrews chapter 10. Here's just an example. Where do you begin? Where do you talk about? Some might turn to uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24-25. Here's just an idea of some of the evidence of, of belonging and, and being a part of a body. Uh, again you know Hebrews is your if you're turning there uh, again it's Hebrews 10 24 and 25 that, that in that passage matter of fact it within the whole context of Hebrews it's talking about the significance of Jesus right I mean even thinking that in the past in, in, in the Old Testament God had had moved to, to speak and to move humanity and work with humanity through all kinds of means it was through angels through prophets it was through kings it was through all all those other means but hebrews comes along and says but now he sent his son jesus and and he he surpasses everything god has ever done matter of fact ever will do it was sending jesus amen isn't that right and so the book of Hebrews is focused on that. Uh, in chapter 10, the, the, the verses that precedes it is talking about that significance of relationship we have with Christ, saying uh, some of the words like, uh, um, you know, sincere and heart and full assurance of faith, all that. And it's, it's very, it, it's talking about the connection we have in Christ But in verses 24, 25, it brings in the significance of of not only us connecting with our Lord and Savior, it's talking about everybody else and how we're connected because of that connection we have in Christ. Here's what 24 says. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. There's that phrase. Actually, you'll hear it throughout a lot of the passages throughout Paul's letters and others talking about the one another the connectedness that that reference to one another this says spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching it is speaking about the responsibility we have in connecting. Or don't neglect that coming together or being together as as, as a people. And it's speaking specifically of those who have made that connection, that sincere faith, that, that connection uh, through Jesus Christ. And he draws us together. Don't neglect that coming together. Now, I, I do think this is important to talk about some of these things. I, I failed to say this. But in your bulletin it says on June the 5th that we as a congregation are gonna to meet, meet together uh, and, and hold an annual meeting. Uh, we, we, we operate on a fiscal basis, meaning that July begins a new budget and some new le- leaders are added to, uh, to our body. On J- June 5th we'll conduct services as usual and I believe what, what will happen, we didn't discuss this, but I, if we do what we did last year, we hold our service, we dismiss, and then with, within a few short uh, minutes, maybe five, 10 minutes, then we'll reconvene in here, those who want to attend the meeting, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have reports, uh, reports of what teams and, and ministers have done this past year. But even what's encouraging is, is our outlook for the next year. I've always been encouraged by these meetings. So I, I just encourage you to come. Uh, at times they've been 30 to 40 or 30 to, to minutes to an hour uh, there, there's also the voting on on budget and other things church business okay so and then that's all you know where members are have their heart I want a, a member is this uh, the if you belong to Jesus you need to be a member of his church if you belong to Jesus, you need to be a member of his church. You need to find that, again, if I say membership is this, it is a commitment to belonging. A commitment to belonging. If you, are a, a, if you belong to Jesus, uh, you need to be a member of his church. Matt Chandler, uh, and, and I do think this is a problem today. I, I have not valued or, or lifted it up and, and, and shown you know, the church's expectations for members and things like that. We've not talked about that a lot. And it 's set to the side, and I think that's sad. Forgive me or forgive us, but but along with our purpose, we f- do feel like it's being valued and and uh, uh, being lifted up to to a greater uh, responsibility. Uh, Matt Chandler said in an article I read this week, actually it 's not a whole sentence, but he he called what what we see a lot of that's happening today is ecclesiological uh, Smorgasbord. He termed this a, an ecclesiological smorgasbord. This is the way some people look at the church. It's the churches, you know, the, what they believe in the church or how they're functioning in church is treating it like a smorgasbord. That means, you know, I might see a, a congregation drawn to the congregation, go attend the congregation for a while, and man, this is a nice fit and And along the way, something changes and or maybe maybe some other church is doing something great so well i'm gonna I'm gonna go over here for a while and and then maybe something sours over there. You familiar, sometimes in a church, something sours, maybe a relationship or something like that. and so, well, I'm gonna go back over here and and check this church out and larger community, it's easier to do that, you know, fewer churches but but uh uh you know it it seems to be. Kind of the, the way people are thinking of churches today. Man, how, how wonderful it is. So many churches, we could visit so many places. But what, what we think and what, what I'd like to share with you this morning is how uh, the scripture teaches that committed to belonging. That, that sense of membership that we ought to do. So I want to talk to you about some truths about membership. Truths about membership. First of all, membership was expected for believers in the New Testament and again not one verse but, but uh, throughout the, the New Testament you'll be able to see just evidence that that the way they operated was was this commitment to belonging uh, in, in another article I wrote and the author is unknown in this but but what was said in this article is that the idea of experiencing salvation Without belonging to a local church is foreign to the New Testament. Everywhere we see uh, uh, congregations of believers together, there was this this vocabulary, this speaking uh, about identifying, working with, and even a responsibility for each other, an absolute connectedness for each other. The the early church in its activity, you know, going through the Book of Acts, just some some small indications in there is it's interesting that at the beginning on the day of Pentecost they begin counting numbers of people who were coming to Christ where do, where do you count well morning attendance and you put it up on numbers and things like that but here at the beginning of the church they said you know on that first first day four thousand were saved someone spent some time counting uh, uh, later on it, it talks about five thousand a couple chapters later it talks about five thousand Coming to to believe in Christ and identify with him. It's it's just interesting. So, question is, do we ever find in any archaeology a membership role for a church? We don't. (laughs) There there is none. There's none within the scripture. It is is fun to look at the end of Romans. uh, Romans chapter 16, where Paul at the conclusion of the letter just lays out name after name of people say hey send greetings send greetings to Aquila and Priscilla and, and also to uh, Apedus and and also to Andronicus and Junia and, and it lists several names all in one chapter of people say hey just send them my greetings all part of the church that they were that Paul was sending this letter to so we can identify, obviously, there's a community of, of people. Uh, when I, I say, speak about the church, it, it, it's important to know that the word used in the Greek is, is ekklesia. And the word translated ekklesia means gathering. So when we say the word church today, we mean gathering, a, a coming together. The, the, the people of God coming together in worship. And for more so more than that, in worship, consider the, the teachings that are laid out in Scripture. Uh, first of all, how Jesus spoke about his people. Well, how did he identify them? There is sheep. There is sheep. John chapter 10, if you want to read about that. Uh, John chapter 10, Jesus identifies himself as the shepherd, that leader over the sheep. So we're identified in Jesus' own terms as, as sheep. Later on in the New Testament, we'll find the other writers identifying with that as well. Paul. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, specifically verse 27, identifies that we are the body of Christ. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. If you take the time to read through there, it's talking about how we each identify with that body. How he's gifted us and we're different. We're unique. We're like we're like parts of a body. You know, one might be a hand, one might be a, a foot or an ear, but we're not all the same. We all function differently, but we all come together as the body of Christ. That was Paul's teaching to the church in Corinth. It was identifying, again, the significance of those who come together in Jesus and how we function and work together. That's Paul's teaching. Family is also identified. In in John, John chapter 3 verse 1, he says in that verse, he says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. So that imagery... Uh, throughout is, is, is given as well the idea that you are my brothers you are my sisters in Christ and, and of course as I said our, our purpose as a body is, is that we are, uh, we are fostering the family of God together you know, as, as Paul said as a body we are looking to grow and to come into a maturity in Jesus Christ scripture definitely supports this idea of our gathering but even to, especially even to a commitment to belonging and, and the, the second point I going to share with you I think is makes even a stronger case for membership or a commitment to belonging and that's this number two membership means submitting to the authority of biblical leaders Submitting to the authority of biblical leaders. And, and, and I, that's the way the church was, was established. I want you to think, well, who are the leaders of the church? We call them elders here. Scripture calls them overseers, shepherds. These, these are uh, those who are, are responsible to lead the church. It is about submission. What does submission have to do with our faith? Well, everything, if Jesus is Lord over your life, right? That's, that's the utmost and most important uh, uh, submission that we make. Matter of fact, I don't, I don't think I said this at the beginning. Sometimes I jump over stuff, but I, I think it's important to, to be clear about this. Your membership does not guarantee salvation. I, I want to let that soak in a little bit. Your membership to a church, any church guarantees your salvation well how do we guarantee salvation well Jesus does that right it's only through Christ that you have salvation that's what we depend on your connection to Christ has united it's it's the significance in becoming a part of a body of believers so uh I wanted to make that clear should have done that at the beginning but forgive me for that anyway um this, this idea of submission, we, we submit to Christ, and that, that submission to Christ also brings us to this place of connecting with others who have done the same. Governing authorities, again, shepherds and overseers. Uh, Paul addresses the Ephesian uh, leaders, the leaders in Ephesus, the elders there, uh, in Acts twenty twenty Here's his challenge to them. He says, keep watch over yourselves And all the flock there's that reference of sheep and shepherd all of the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers be shepherds of the the church of God which he he bought with his own blood so he is given uh, specifically this was men in, in Ephesus the responsibility of being shepherds and overseers of the church in Ephesus Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17, talks about the weight of that responsibility. I want to just focus a little attention upon this more so. I think I even have it down. There it is. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says, Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority, because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. President elders, you hear that? I think this is one that you've got to hand to an elder and say, this is the responsibility that, that you're going to have to give an account of your leadership. You got that on there? You see the responsibility that any of our elders picks up and the weight that they have to carry? It goes on to say, do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden, for that will be of no benefit to you so what responsibilities does an overseer a shepherd an elder have before i do that i want to introduce you to our elders would that be all right uh bud mooney would you stand up bud has been an elder for many years Uh, is a great teacher leads leads class mark rosier is the same marks in the back mark also has been an elder for many years been with the church actually uh, longer than anyone else. In uh, yeah, we'll just leave it there. Longer than anyone else. So <laughs> anyway, but Mark also is a great teacher, and 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 both these men love Scripture as well as Jared. Is Jared here? Jared's in the back over there, uh, working at the table. Jared is now. You'll notice there's there's a discrepancy between age. We have some older elders, and we have Jared's probably one of our younger elders, along with Michael Burke, who preached last Sunday. All these guys love the scripture. Thank you, guys. I, I will say this: that uh, when, next week we'll have these names on the list. But Bill Doden, would you stand, please? Bill jo- Doden is one who has been an elder, has has been off, and and is coming back on. Uh, so we'll be able to agree and say, "Yay, Bill's back on!" And and also, uh, Steve Lacer, would you mind standing up, uh, Steve? And and uh, Steve Lacer is going to join our elder board. So we're. We're really thankful for these guys. These guys are important. Uh, they have to be men who love the scriptures. They have to love the scriptures, pursue the scriptures, even have the ability to teach the scriptures and love the congregation. Those are the men who are able to love and lead the congregation. What are their responsibilities? That idea of leading, that idea of leading is important. Matter of fact, this this. Uh, phrase the purpose that we have fostering the family of God did not come from me it did not come from Matt or Eric Uh, we helped and assisted we did some retreats we spent we spent well over a year actually a couple years I would even say of coming to that oh man it seems like such a simple phrase but there was a lot of work that we did and we did a lot of praying we did, considering scripture, we even, we even evaluated ourselves. What, you know, what do we look like? What, how did God gift us as a congregation? Because the purpose had to fit who we are. And we believe very much so. We are very family oriented, very, very much connecting to each other. And therefore, through those men came to that statement. And also the statements of reaching, teaching, and connecting, and other things I'm gonna show you here in just a second. Um, these these men we depend upon for their prayer for their understanding of scripture for their being able to 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 communicate together and work on that we're also dependent upon our leadership for discipline discipline (laughs) what in the church well if you're familiar with the scripture you know disciplines all over the scripture what because that is the benefit uh, of of being connected in, in a church I What's a benefit of growing up and not having a parent to lead and guide you? Uh, I, I've had the privilege over the several past weeks of having the Landreth family move back into our house and two little boys across, I've said that a couple times now, but Oliver and, and Isaiah. And what we've been able to watch is some discipline happening on those, those two boys. And it's much needed at times you know and they're receiving discipline and and I I've seen them growing though. I've seen them changing because of the discipline that re, that that they're receiving last night uh, we were uh, pitching a ball Matthew and and Oliver little five-year-old Oliver and myself we were throwing the ball back and forth and and I was pretty impressed Oliver five-year-old was catching the ball really well so I thought well I'm gonna throw a little harder and uh, one of those balls missed and hit him right here in the chest it had a thud and and if you know Oliver Oliver is known younger days to go ballistic I mean just lose it and you can't get him under control I've seen it and I expected it but Oliver after that thud he just stood there for a moment and froze and I I, I thought well okay I I said uh, you know uh, suck it up suck it up that's all I said but but he just stood and then, then he paused for a moment, then he went and got the ball and he threw it back to Matthew. And I said, oh my goodness. I said, "Wait to suck it up. I've never seen that before. But that was all about what Jared Landreth has been doing with his son, Oliver. It, it's been part of being a dad, right? How, how do you deal with it when you get hit with a ball? Or, you know, different things. Or when you're in trouble. Hey, the church needs discipline. There's something, that, an act that took place in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 12 verses, where there was actually excommunication. That is actually where the leadership had to stand up, or in this case, they did not stand up and, and remove someone from the congregation because of their sinfulness. In this case there was a sexual immorality going on and and instead of removing him they were they were talking about how free they are in their grace which was a disgrace to what God has given us through Jesus Christ it it was shameful the leadership from what Paul was saying should have gone to that person tried to correct if they did not repent then remove them from the congregation. Actually, it says to deliver them over to Satan. To remove them from the congregation. And in order to what? For what purpose? That they might repent. That they would come back into the good grace of what God you know, has, has supplied for them through, through Christ Jesus. Uh, listen, the church needs to be involved in, in, in discipline. The church needs to be involved in discipline. Why? Because we want to grow up. It really is all about learning and growing so that submission to authority is important. If we're, not, if we're not finding that place where we respect and honor, we have that opportunity. Look, well, who's your leadership? One of the things you ought to ask about any church that you're looking at is, well, tell me who you're, who you're, who's your leadership. It shouldn't be just be the guy in the pulpit. It should be a group of, of guys who are loving the word and, and respecting the word and pursuing it. Finally, and this kind of connects with what I just said, but membership ensures spiritual growth. This is what God has actually put together. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, I want to read that for you. Again, another important passage of Scripture I've used and uh, preached through before, but it's speaking about the church and its overall purpose. In verse 11 it says, So Christ himself gave the apostles uh, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip, the, oh, there, there it is, leadership, to equip his people for works of service. You know There's the leadership and then there's you. To equip people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become what? Mature. Well, it's talking about us becoming mature in Jesus Christ, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Hey, listen, God put that together. God, God has put everything together that we need to, to, uh, to grow. Just just like a plant. I mean, what does a plant need? Well, it, it needs the nutrients from the ground. It needs sunshine and it needs rain. So, so do you when it when it comes to the church what has God given us well he's given us Jesus what, what a great it, that is the, the beginnings I mean it's it's coming to him in, in righteousness through the blood of Christ but he's given us things to grow in what we have received in Christ He's given us the Holy Spirit he's given us his word and he's given us the church uh, in, in order for us to grow so it's 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 a natural thing that God has established and we need each other and and why is commitment so important because it's not easy to grow how many of you want to just testify to that right now it's not easy to grow it's not easy to grow from 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 what I my worldliness and my sinfulness and now transforming forming into someone who is to be righteous and holy through the blood of Christ. It, it takes some learning. There, there's, there, there might be habits or some difficulties that I continue to struggle with. That needs to be removed from me. Maybe even some things I don't even see from myself. And guess what? Here is where I could identify some of those things. Here's where I could identify myself. And maybe even there might be some folks here who would come up to me and say. Man I just want to challenge you. Some, some things I see in your life that I don't think is is honoring of Christ or the the one who you're representing. That'd be a little tough. I'm gonna go to a different church. But that's not what family does. I, I want you to understand what it means to have a commitment. It means that I'm here in order to grow. I'm here also in order to invest, to strengthen others, to encourage others, to challenge and even find correction for others. I'm not talking about easy things this doesn't sound like the, the church is going to attract a lot of people does it no I don't think we're created for that if we're attracting people it's it's because of the grace that Jesus Christ offers man that's the attraction our attraction is Jesus our attraction is Jesus and then that opportunity to grow in Christ man it is it is all of our pursuits to to come to that maturity into jesus christ isn't that right? this is the value i 'm finding in membership this is the value i 'm finding in membership and I know military for years we 've had military come in and they 're here for a period of time then they leave so it's it 's natural to think well you don 't have to to set a commitment I know you 're only going to be here for a little while and I appreciate so much militaries who military families who come in and and They they jump in both feet and and they invest. You're making the most of the time, even though it's even splintered. But but I believe that perhaps, I'll talk to the leadership, maybe we could have a military membership, you know. We know you're going to be here a short time, but we want you to come in and we want you to invest and we want to invest in you. How can we help you grow? How can we help you grow? Uh, We want to give you places where you could serve. That makes sense, doesn't it? So not just military, but maybe someone who's going to school in the area or, or other things. No, you're going to be here on a temporary basis. Those are going to be established here a long time. Boy, there's, there's no other reason but to find a place where you can identify this is where I belong. This is where I belong. This is where I'm going to connect. And we definitely want to lift that level of, of responsibility and, and, and value this idea of belonging um let's see I'm, I'm going to move on to, to to one last thing and and this is something the elders have been moving on just real quick I want to show you this we actually have this printed and in the back we hope to have it on more of a you know trifold really sharp looking something with little emblems that you could look at and it'd be real fascinated by but right now it's just plain and clear and, and piece of paper okay uh, and so instead of just, you come to me and ask me well what does it mean or or, how can I become a member I could hand you something and what I'm handing you is this first of all there's a list of the the very foundational beliefs we have as a body of believers we want you to know if you're gonna come alongside these are things that that we we don't move on okay like what do we believe about the scriptures well we believe it to be the, the the absolute word of God you know and that's that's our authority Uh, what do we believe about god what do we believe about the holy spirit jesus we we believe that we're sinners and we need jesus and 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 other details like that and scriptural references along with it not exhaustive in any means but but it gives you an idea where we are foundationally as a church so anybody wants to become a member we want you to know those things and then on the back we we talk about commitment to membership what does that mean well, as I said, you know, you've got to be identified with Jesus. You belong to Jesus, man. That's, that's one of the things we expect to be a member. You already belong to, to Christ. That means you also believe in those, those items. But also that, that uh, it lays out an explanation of what it means to pursue, uh, or not pursue, but foster the family of God, one, one of our focuses. And, and that reaching, teaching, connecting is, is the means by which we you know, foster the family of God, reaching out, evangelizing, teaching, and, and connecting, becoming part, you know, building as, as a body of Christ. So all that's laid out and explained. I'm going to, uh, for those of you, as, as who, if you're members and you uh, want to look over this, please look over this. There are copies of this back at the Welcome Center. If, if there's someone here this morning that said, man, we haven't placed our membership, we've been talking about doing that, but haven't done that yet, uh, and I've, I've had some people come up and ask me, I say, hey, we're working on that right now. Uh, there are, there are the, these forms back. Please pick them up. I'd love to see them all gone. Uh, and if we have to print more, we, we could do that. But please pick those up. I do want to announce before we're done that we are having a fellowship, uh, actually just a, a get-together in my backyard next Sunday evening. 530. We usually do a, a new attender night. Some of you have been new attenders. If you've been my house for new attenders, you haven't become members, but you have questions about this, I, I would like to invite you to come to our home, bring bag, chairs. It really is for fellowship. It is for fellowship. We like to know and identify those who who are thinking about, have questions about membership. And, and we want to start getting acquainted. One of the things that we do want to start doing is Uh, with anyone who wants to become a member is to sit down and have conversation one of the things that from my perspective i would like to be asking is hey tell me your story Uh, perhaps you've only been a believer just for a short time maybe you came to christ here in the past couple years what's part of your story And, and the part of the story we want to hear is where are you in christ right now have you spent the time, maybe under uh, within some discipleship, and someone has taught you the things of scripture reading and prayer, and and other things? Or maybe maybe you became a believer, and and you know as as some I've heard you know really didn't have a connection, but now are, are realizing how important that is, and and so there has been no discipleship. Uh, one of the things that we are doing in pursuit of our purpose is discipleship. So very specific, and it's long, it takes a long time, but we like to see everybody have that opportunity to go through that. So identifying that and helping people to grow is, is what we're going to be focused on. So next week, uh, beginning at 5.30 at our home, uh, the, where the fence is blown down, Linda said, if you're gonna do this, I have to put up the fence. So you'll see within this next week, the fence is gonna go up so I could do this. Uh, But anyway, don't tell Linda I said that. Anyway, but she did say that. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we'll we'll have a meal. I'll I'll have the grill going and and things like that. But just come to enjoy. I've already invited the elders to come. If you're a member and you have questions, you want to just we could have a lot of people in my backyard, so it might be good that the fence is not up yet. But anyway, come and enjoy that time. 5.30 next Sunday evening uh, at our home. If you belong to Jesus, you need to be a member of his church. You belong to his church. It, if Jesus died for you, you belong to his church. And I do mean the, in the whole church, I believe there's only one church. Absolutely one church. It's those who have identified through Jesus Christ. That local congregation are, are the people that you, become, uh, belo- or that you begin to belong to that holds you accountable, that helps stretch you, even through the uncomfortable, and helps you to grow and become what God wants you to be. Uh, We invite you. We invite you to become uh, members of First Christian Church and and, uh, uh, for us to to come together and grow together in Jesus Christ. It is a gift from God. Absolutely a gift from God. And I don't want to uh, devalue that at all that is absolutely a precious gift from god let's let's pray father in heaven we praise you we thank you for jesus we praise you lord for all that you've given us to bring us to this life of godliness there's no way in our sinfulness to to live a life we're representing you father in the love that we're called to and the responsibility that we're given lord we pray that you strengthen us strengthen us as a body of believers, Lord, help us to develop hearts for one another. That that we're assisting, we're growing, we're we're helping each other in in our great responsibility of living and loving you, uh, recognizing Jesus as our Lord, and and uh, representing that every day. God, we praise you and ask that you guide and strengthen us uh, throughout this this week and and throughout. Uh, the rest of this day. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.